Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peace of Authenticity Podcast. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Andersons. In 2020, the Lord really challenged us on starting our own podcast. And so we invite you to join us on the journey of following Jesus every day. So let's grow together and learn together. What's up, everybody? Hey there. Welcome back. Welcome back to the pod um oh yeah but uh so this week we're gonna do the continuation mm-hmm. of last week's podcast so if you remember if you haven't watched it you might want to go back because we're going through the yeah. steps of the tabernacle right and so we're gonna just do a quick recap so we can get to what we have for today but go ahead Jordan tell me recap more. recap So part one was all about the outer court of the tabernacle of Moses. So the tabernacle that was transported by the Israelites um, through their 40 years in the desert. And it was used up until the time of King David, um, this kind of model of the tabernacle. And so last week we talked about the outer fence area. We talked about the entrance in, the bronze altar, and then the bronze laver. And so part two is all about the whole place. So, um, just to touch on those, right? Like, so the oh, fence, you want to actually, like, yeah, just just oh, a little bit. Okay. The the white linen was yeah. so you'd feel ratchet mm. as you walked up there, yeah. right? So you like, yeah, the so the outer on one fence, entrance. yeah, it was all curtain and it was white mm-hmm. linen. Um, white was for the purity and the righteousness of God and kind of us, you know, if you're wearing something white, you gonna get something on it. Like that's, that's just a thing, you know? Yeah. And so white Salsa. against, against the brown of the desert would be very, uh, what's wow. the word? Like, Catching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll and that's the eye. purity against us, man, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, we even went into the depth of like the posts that hold that are holding up the linen. I mean, it was really yeah. awesome. There's such meaning. Go in back everything. and watch it. Yeah. And then the entrance, I mean, it just, it, the, the colors that were on the curtain of the entrance spoke of Jesus and his sacrifice and who he is to us. Yeah. It is the way mm-hmm. because there's only one way into the outer court mm-hmm. of the tabernacle. So that is the one way is Jesus. And then you hit the altar, Jesus' sacrifice. I mean, this is where they, you know, killed their bulls and sheep and all of that to atone for their sacrifice. And Jesus atones for, you know, for us. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the bronze laver and it is, it was made by mirrors from the women the israelite women and so while you're cleansing yourself after you have you know done the sacrifice you see yourself and and then you start washing your hands that have blood on it and then the blood mixes with the water and then you see that now you just see the blood of jesus and you don't see your imperfections it's just amazing so mm. many things you just gotta go back yeah so that one is is all there more in detail but that was good recap that Thank only took like you. one minute. That Thank was awesome. Thank you. So yeah, so now we're moving into, so you walk past all the things Jordan just mentioned, the bronze altar, the uh, laver, and then you get to another set of curtains, right? Which the the one gate coming in only had curtains. It wasn't actually a gate, but it was like curtains. It was fabric. So now we're about to enter the holy place. And there's another set of curtains, which are the same colors, right? The same colors yes. as the outer mm-hmm. gate. It's which, even the same going into the Holy of Holies as well, yeah. the same colors. But, but that these, one has angels on it. Right. So, okay. So it, we're going to put up some pictures of, of what this this really looks like on the inside. But here is the, the important thing to understand. As you're walking up to the holy place, 
There are five golden pillars across the front. As you walk, you're about to walk through the curtains into the holy place. Not the holy of holies, that's another level, but the holy place, which is the next stop after the bronze la- uh, laver. Got it. Um, there's five There's maybe. five golden pillars, okay? And I think we talked about this last week because there was five on there the entrance four. gate. Four. Mm-hmm, for the okay. four corners of the... Yeah, mm-hmm. four corners. So there's five going into the holy place, which the number five in the biblical term means grace, mm. which is so powerful because if you haven't already caught on, every single thing yes. about this whole setup, God, down to the detail. And even today, Everything. I'm going to say this too, on the onset of this, what we're even explaining today... Oh, isn't gosh. all of it. No. You can even oh. dive deeper into this and break it down as we go. So we have the five pillars from that. that. We have the, the color uh-huh. curtains. Mm-hmm. So now we're walking through the curtains, mm-hmm. walking through the pillars that represent grace. And then what? And then to the left, you see the golden lampstand. Golden lampstand. Oh, gosh. Here, let me say a couple things about the golden <laughs> lampstand. Yeah. It's like all of this, it's so intricate. So we kind of had to pick and choose, you know, because there's just so many things with this. But ooh, what? Ooh, okay. Before, but we got to go back just for a second. Rewind, you know, back to the golden pillars. Okay. If you remember last episode, the, 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 um, the, the mm, posts, oh, yeah. the posts that were holding up the linens, right? Of the, mm-hmm. of the fence around the tabernacle mm-hmm. and everything. It was bronze on the bottom Mm -hmm. and it was silver on the top. Yes. Which represented, silver represents that there's a price that must be paid. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So as these five pillars that are in the front of the tabernacle that you're about to walk into, it's still bronze on the bottom, but it's gold on the top. Mm. Because... If you remember last week's episode, the the bronze altar is where the sacrifice was made. It was that, judgment. A, that atonement, mm-hmm. Jesus took care of that. Yeah. Right? So we are going on to the next step of the purification process in the in the uh, the laver where we're oh. cleaning and oh, purifying. Cleaning. I was like, yeah. you were just really filling Yeah, no, 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 that's not that. I was just doing that for, cause <laughs> that's, that's like what you mess. wash your hands. It's like a super villain with yeah, the like, oh. But okay, so we're at the labor. <laughs> then you're about to step into the holy place and the top, all of a sudden the top of the posts are gold now. They're no longer silver because the price has already been paid. Mm. And so now it's gold. In gold, do you have what gold means? Because I know I have it somewhere. I just don't want to flip around. No, I in my notes, I just put that silver meant a price needed to be paid, <gasps> oh, and gold means a price was uh, paid, and oh, that was Jesus. Okay, pure gold represents the holiness of mm. of God, who is Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. The grace, yeah, of God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So just just before we get in there and talk about the lampstand, which these three articles, there's three articles in the in the holy place. Of the tabernacle. And we're going to talk about all three, but we're not going to get hung up on too much stuff right now. But it says, the, the thing that I wrote down in my notes that was crazy was, 
Um, the base is still bronze, even though the top changed from silver to gold. The bottom is still bronze, which mm. signified that we still have to walk this out. Oh, There's still a sanctification so process that needs to happen, even though Jesus became the sacrifice mm -hmm. for us and we have been washed clean. Sanctification still has to happen. So they they kept bronze at the bottom of the pillars. It, I'm telling you, it's every little thing has to do with this. Oh so, my gosh. Um, so, and, and here's here's why, okay? So it's gold, the price was paid, bronze, we still have to walk this out. So as we're walking into the holy place and eventually the holy of holies, we are walking in understanding that everything that we're doing is one more step closer to Jesus. And we talked about last week how many Christians will stay stuck in the outer courts mm -hmm. and, and keep coming back to the mm -hmm. bronze altar yeah. Because they're like, man, is this Jesus stuff for real? Is this really like, I go to church, I do all these things. But in order to get to the personal relationship, like what we're talking about, you got to mm -hmm. keep moving on. Um, but yeah, I, I basically wrote uh, right here. It says, some, uh, some will spend their whole lives wandering around in the outer court around the bronze altar, trying to discover Jesus as not just their savior, but as their Lord. Mm. And as you move closer into the holy place and eventually the holy of holies, that's where Jesus becomes more than just the sacrifice mm -hmm. that was made for you. That's where he really becomes Lord. Mm. So there's a gold upgrade, um, to, uh, but yes. we still we still have, we're still a work in progress because God. What did I, what did I write here? Oh. God does not require you to be perfect. Mm. That's why it continues to be bronze all the way in. Because God understands that you and I are works in progress. And mm -hmm. it's going to be that way until we join him. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. So cut yourself some slack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's literally me. So yeah, so basically it goes like this, all right? So when when a person is born again, Right, Jesus. Jesus becomes a sacrifice for you. you give your heart to the Lord. Um, you, you know, you a person is born again. They receive a new spirit and a new spiritual heart. However, we keep the same mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you keep the same mind. So it is our responsibility to undertake new disciplines that will change the way that we think from a world's perspective to a kingdom perspective. Mm. And this is where you're talking about a continued work in progress. So even the bronze at the bottom mm -hmm. of these posts is letting you know that it is still your responsibility as you move closer to the Holy of Holies in that personal relationship with Jesus, that you still have to renew your mind. Paul says that <clears throat> we have to, we have to die daily. We have to renew our minds daily or we will begin to move back into thinking like the world does instead of like the kingdom. So with that note, I want to read one more thing about the people that are just wandering around the outer court. Okay, go ahead. Um, so let me go back here. Oh, oh, no, no, wait. There it is. Okay. So flesh or carnal Christians are those that remain in the outer court living like natural men with little discernible difference between them and the world. They are full of self, self-pity, selfishness, self-seeking, self-interest, self-motivated, etc. A Christian, listen to this, <clears throat> a Christian in this condition cannot understand deeper spiritual truths. Mm, 1 Corinthians 3. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
<laughs> so, and I think what's amazing about this is when you really look at yourself as a work in progress, I think that all of us that just listen to Jordan read that can see at different times those qualities try to sneak mm. back up yeah, into our minds, right? And so that's why you have to understand that you're a work in progress, that God does not require perfection mm-hmm. or else... The, the tabernacle, once you get past the, the laver, it would have been gold on top, gold on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's bronze. Yeah. You, you got to keep walking it out. So there's going to be the temptation for all those self-whatever words to come back into play. And that's what we have to put these disciplines, like I was talking about a second ago, we have to put the disciplines in place so that we don't go back there. But anyway, now we're going back. We're walking through the curtains. Okay. On the left side is the golden lamp stand. Yes, yeah, so about the golden lamp yeah. stand, which is really cool. It is pure gold because usually you would find like acacia wood covered in gold, acacia wood covered in bronze, you know, full bronze, you know. It's all But this is the wood. only one that is pure gold through and through, and it is one piece of gold that had been beaten and molded into a lampstand. Okay, and it, it's it's the menorah. I'm sure y'all have seen yeah. the menorah. But we're gonna we're gonna put a like. picture of it on there so you can get oh, yeah. a, a real idea of what this is because it's like all the all the branches stem out from mm-hmm. the uh, base. the yes yes uh, um and so I'm gonna say yet again what pure gold means. So pure gold represents the holiness of God who is Lord, and. Mm. What you don't know is there are so many curtains around this tabernacle that there is not an ounce of natural light that is coming in from the sun. The only light that is illuminating this space, including the Holy of Holies, is this lampstand. And it is burning constantly. Um, They have oil. You know, the priests come in and they tend to that and they tend to the other things that we'll tell you guys in a second. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing. Okay. So the lamps from the lampstand provide the only light in the holy place and burn continually with pure olive oil supplied by the priest. Like I just said, Mm. you can find that in Exodus 27, 20. Okay. So there is that central part that holds out, you know what I mean? That central that holds out the branches. And there's this beautiful picture of, um, what this represents. So the central shaft represents God who is one and who is the vine. And that will take you to John 15, mm. something that Jesus said. Yeah. I'm the vine and you are the branches. So when you're looking at the picture of the lampstand right now, you can actually see the vine and you can see the branches coming off of it. Um, there's so much more to this. I mean, but it's yeah. just, it's just beautiful. Do you have the thing about, um, the Holy Spirit illuminate because the the light of the lampstand actually represents the illumination of the Holy Spirit. The yeah. only light that is coming from this is from the lampstand. Yeah, this one lampstand that is is illuminating the the entire inside of the tent. I have it here in my notes. It says that the holy place. I just dropped a pin. You almost um, caught it though. I almost caught it, but I got sidetracked. The holy place represents the soul of a man, which is dark, mm. and the light. The only light uh, is is representative in the lampstand, which is the Holy Spirit. And I think mm. that those of us who have been on this journey with Christ any any given time can can understand that the flesh, most of what we spend our time doing is knocking down the desires of ourselves, the voice of the enemy, right? And mm. we learn, to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is like that one tiny lamp mm-hmm. lighting up everything that's dark. Mm, and I remember what Jesus said, I am the light of the world. 
Yeah. Whoever follows me will never. Yeah. You know, follow. It's, it's the only light, and so I, I want you to think. This is a really big tent. I mean, it's pretty big. I don't know the measurements of it. Oh but, gosh. Uh, but those yeah, little seven remember. candles are not going to bring a whole lot of light mm-hmm. into but the just room. Just enough. Yeah, just enough to where you could see. Uh, you know, you got to really pay attention, but you can discernibly see the other two elements that are in the room. But I hope that as we talk about all three of these elements, we've already established the lampstand. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Okay, so the lampstand has the sevens. You have the middle, you know, these. Yes. Okay, I forgot about this. It's amazing. Okay, so that central one, you know, that we said the central shaft of this represents God and the vines, right? So, this is a picture, okay? It's of man and God in perfect union. When you have man and God together, the combination of the human and divine. So six represents the number of man. So there's six mm. vines that are coming, you know, that yeah. make six points. Yeah, and then there's points. the one candle the at one, the top. which equals, and then one equals the divine, which equals God. So that six plus one equals seven, which is the number for perfection. Yeah. Well, so, you weren't as excited. Well, no, because I was just talking about, I was like, wait, I just literally talked about. <laughs> no, but like with yeah. the Lord. Right, yeah. That's In the that, only way. His, six, we're off of him. Yeah, six plus one, seven, perfection. So, like, man, I'm just so blown away at, at all this stuff. But I, I think that every every one of these elements is, is pointing toward Jesus, mm-hmm. right? We already talked about how even the lampstand, all the branches come off of the vine, in John 15, Jesus says, I am the vine. Go read it for yourself. Uh, but anything outside of me does not produce fruit. You know, mm-hmm. be cut off, thrown into the fire, all that stuff. So go check that out for yourself. And so behind you, so if we go in and we go to the left and we're facing the lampstand, across the way behind us, which would have been to our right, if we would have mm-hmm. walked into this dark tent with just barely any light, kind of hazy probably in there. Um You'll, you'll see the table of showbread, mm-hmm. right? So what it has fresh bread in it daily. And each thing on this table, there's there's like what? Wine on the table? There's bread. bread and, yeah. And then the frankincense sprinkled on the bread. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, so what this is, okay, it's, it's fresh bread that's being offered to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's just there. I mean, so, and what's cool is, I wrote down uh, a second ago that there's 12 mm-hmm. slices, loaves. loaves of bread that are mm-hmm. on this showbread table. And what that represents is it's cut in half. They're in two stacks of six. And one stack represents the Jews. The other one's the Gentiles. And they're they're piled on half of each other beside each other. Beside so each unified. other. So it, it speaks to unity, which is kind of funny to me because... You see all the Pharisees and, and different people in the New Testament like really hating on Samaritans and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But everything about the tabernacle shares about the four corners of the earth. Mm-hmm. And it has like a, a separate bread pile for uh, Jews and separate for Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So you can see all along that God's plan was always for unification. It's just mm-hmm. nobody saw it yet. Yeah, because they saw it, you know, the 12... Tribes, yeah, twelve loaves, you know, yeah, and that is also something. I yeah. mean, there's just so many aspects to it, but also there's frankincense sprinkled on it, and frankincense represents our prayers to God. Um, and the wine is symbolic of blood, you know, the blood of Jesus that was poured out as an offering. Um, I love this. So all in all, 
the the table of showbread contains the following message for us today okay so when we priests come together in unity and prayer to partake of jesus our one bread of life and pour out our lives as a sacrificial offering then god will show up in our midst Mm. unification like there's such a beautiful picture there Um, yeah you know, well, unification of the believer. And also, while we're in, on the journey of trying to point everything back to Christ, John chapter 6, mm-hmm. John actually writes the part where Jesus yep. stands up and he says, actually, let me just... I am the bread let me, of... Let me, let me just read it really quick. Okay, bread Jesus of... said to them, I am the bread of life. This starts at verse 35. Whoever comes to me shall, no, shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And, and here's, here's what I wanted to read this next verse too, because I believe that it ties in back to what we were talking about of people that will, that can't leave the outer court, mm-hmm. right? The verse 36 says, but I say to you that you have seen me and yet you do not believe. Mm. I think that Jesus is saying to all these people right here, he's giving us a heads up as to if you truly believe. You've seen what I can do. You've seen who I am, but you don't believe. So you'll never be able to walk into the holy place to see the showbread Mm -hmm. because what does the bread represent? Jesus says right there, I am the bread of life. So Jesus is saying there's two. There's six loaves here, six loaves here for Jews and Gentiles. Jesus completed all of that for us. And so when in verse 36, I believe that this is talking about those that know of Jesus. They go to church, but they spend their entire lives hovering around the bronze Mm -hmm. altar and they never go deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is saying, you've seen me, Mm -hmm. you know that I'm the way. But you can't seem to find your way past it. Well, and, and the the one entrance to the outer court is the way. And then mm. the entrance into the holy place is the truth. Yeah. And then the entrance into the holy of holies is the life. The life. I am the way. I am the truth. Mm. I am the life. Yeah. Anyone who comes to the, you know, you can't come to the Father except through me. Oh. Yeah. So, so we said a second ago, right, on the table of showbread, we're not, we're not trying to draw this out like forever, but uh, there's wine on there too. Mm-hmm. In that, in that wine, that it, it's the blood that represents mm-hmm. life. And uh, your handwriting. Yeah, my handwriting's terrible. So <laughs> please bear with me. Yeah. Um, so, so there's, there's the altar. Okay. So you have the bronze altar. There, there's a lot of connections between mm-hmm. the between the gold uh, showbread and and the the bronze altar that's on the outside. But the difference is the altar represented a price that we could not pay, but the showbread represents a cost that we must pay in order to grow. That is the uh, that's the altar of incense. Is it really? Yes, you must have just put showbread next to it or your handwriting. My handwriting's terrible. So, yeah, <laughs> no, forgive but, me. Yeah, no, but what yeah. I was saying was right, except the showbread. So, just saying it again. Say that again, but put the altar of incense with it. Do you, do you see what it? Uh, no. Okay, so the altar of incense, it looks like the bronze altar, like what you were saying. Yes, yes. But it is covered in gold. And so, that goes with the statement, instead of bronze. Bronze was the... Um, the altar, you know, the sacrificial altar that was outside of the <laughs> okay. holy Okay, I see what I did. Place. I wrote an mm-hmm. arrow down in my notes pointing toward the golden altar of there incense, but because yeah. it was close to the showbread one, so my bad. 
My bad. No, but like read that again. That was really powerful. Yeah. Just with the altar so yeah. So the 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 altar, the bronze altar, represented a price that we could not pay, mm-hmm. right? Which is which is why the top of the fence post. Remember, were silver at that point meant there was a price that had to be paid, mm-hmm. but we couldn't pay it for ourselves. Yeah. So Jesus did, and then it turns gold. So then once you get in there, then the following. What 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 were you trying to give me? Say the cost we must pay in order to grow. Hmm. To the altar of incense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This which is straight part. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The altar of incense. Okay. So what we're saying, the lampstand is over to the left. If you're standing in the entrance, you know, of the holy place, and then on the right is the shepherd, and then straight forward, right before you hit the holy of holies, is the altar of incense. Like what? Yeah. What Aubrey was just explaining. So the golden altar of incense is the closest piece of furniture to the holy of holies entrance. Therefore, it is nearest to the heart of God. That one just, oh. Mm. As we wait before God, talk with God, long for God, we are drawing near to his presence, which is the holy of holies. This ministry of intercession is the last ministry before going beyond the veil into the presence of God. Mm. Which, you know, we we know now we're in the new covenant. The veil was torn. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to go through these processes, but spiritually on the yeah, inside of us, yeah. it's the same process. We don't physically have to go through these right. things, but spiritually, spiritually oh my there. gosh, it's yeah. so real. And I know like reading every bit of this was so yeah, just, what's the word? Uh, my heart. <laughs> Convicting. Convicting. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Can I so, so the, my heart. <laughs> yeah. so the altar of incense actually, you know, it, I think you already said, you say it represents prayers of the saints. It's, good. it's yes, continually good. burning. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, yes. So the process is, I mean, I think all of us, I'm, I'm tired of saying that. Maybe you don't know. The Bible tells us that we must pray always without mm-hmm. ceasing. Yeah. Right? That is a play off of what happened in the tabernacle because the priests would make sure that the incense that was burning mm-hmm. on the altar, the golden altar of incense was always burning. Yes. They had a morning set. And then, as soon as the morning stuff would burn off, they had an evening, they had an evening set, and so it was continuously burning. And so, when the Bible talks about we must always pray without ceasing, this is what it's pointing to. It's like saying, just like the incense burned all day long, mm-hmm. so must our prayers be going up to the Lord at all times. But the uh, did you want to talk about the the four the four horns that was on? Oh yeah, so you know, like we said, it was so similar looking to the bronze altar that's out in the yeah. the cor- the outer court, and it had the four horns that we talked about to where Jesus' sacrifices for for everyone, all the four, four corners, corners of the earth. So it's the same with this. The Lord is calling us to be closer. He's calling everyone, the four corners of the earth. And I mean, mm-hmm. on the Day of Atonement, which was one day a year. The day of atonement, mm-hmm. they went in and they sprinkled blood on those four, um, those four horns in the altar of incense, and it's just reminding, wow. you know, Jesus paid this price. We have, we can come to the Father. We, you know, we have these, you know, certain things that our heart and our soul and our mind have to go through to be able to get to that place to be able to experience God, because it would be too much. We wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to. You know what I mean? We wouldn't be able to take it if we didn't go through these things. The Lord does things for us, for our good. And mm. he knows exactly where we need to be to be able to take in his presence, be able to take in what he has for us, be able to take in what, you know, what he's trying to yeah. tell us at the time he's trying to tell us. And just 
do you want me to recap and read this? Because it's so powerful. Like, I just had this revelation earlier where the Lord was showed me very much so that so many of us, including myself, he, sh- he showed me I am here. I'm at the altar of incense, and there's something that's stopping me from going into the Holy of Holies, and I'm going to go dig in deeper with the mm. Lord and figure out what that is. But I know one thing. I'm not interceding enough. I do know that. I know, you know, because our prayers are like incense unto the Lord. It's mm. sweet aroma to, you know, for him to take in and for him to smell. And, you know, that's something that with me yeah. in certain moments, I'm just like, well, the Lord knows. And, you know, I'm like, just moving on. Yeah. But, yeah, this is just so good. So remember, we identified with Jesus' suffering and death at the brazen, the bronze altar that we were just talking about. So that's the first thing. We participated in his sufferings at the table of showbread. Okay, and still now we must participate in his death with the final surrendering of our will. That's what the altar of incense is. Mm. At the golden altar of incense, we finally understand in our spiritual hearts that the only reason we live is to accomplish his will. That is, at the golden altar of incense, we choose to lay down our eternal purpose and pick up Jesus's. Consequently, the golden altar of incense represents the will of man. It is here that we resolutely decide from now on that it will not be my will, but God's will be done. That is mm. what stops most people. Isn't that, so in, far. isn't that in the Lord's Prayer? Mm-hmm. Not my will. Wait. Right. Let your kingdom come, come let your, your will, will be, be done, done on, on earth, earth as, as it is, is in heaven. heaven. That's what the Lord wants. He wants all of us to be in the Holy of Holies. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Well, and, and so you, you think about you think about the night that Jesus is in the garden and he's interceding because he knows that the cross is coming. He knows that he's going to have to walk through this, and and he says the most powerful statement in my in in my understanding of the Bible where he says, "Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me, but let your will be let let your will be Not done. My will, Not yeah. my will, but your will be done." Jesus even set the standard for how we are even supposed to live our lives, that it's a constant. But I'm a firm believer that we as Christians, we try to take the easy way out on everything. Everything. Listen, sanctification (sighs) is a process. Everybody's is different. You might look to your left and to your right and go, well, why ain't that person going through something as bad as me? Man, Listen, it, the sooner that we can get to the place of not my will, but your will be done, the sooner that we can get to a level of understanding. Yeah, there's that no makes sense. there's no shortcuts in sanctification. No. And that's exactly no. what this what we have been teaching, you know, the last two parts of this. What oh my yeah. gosh, there's no shortcuts. We can't just be like I don't know. Sometimes we just think we have to look a certain way to be at a certain place, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord knows the heart and this holy place is the soul and the soul is what needs to be sanctified. Yeah. So you, you have these two elements Mm -hmm. that are close to the same. You have the bronze altar and then you have the, the golden altar of incense. So the brazen altar, the bronze altar represented judgment. Like something had to be atoned for. It was judgment. But now we're at the golden altar. That gold color, it represents intimacy. Mm. Right? So on the outside, Jesus brings down God's judgment. Now God looks at us through the filter of his son. Praise Jesus for that. I'm so thankful. But now this is where you and I at the altar of incense 
have to come to the place of intimacy, not where you're just saying, not only you're not my will, but your will be done, but you're literally saying, this is how I develop this intimate. Jesus says that my sheep will know my voice. This is where you get into the place where you're positioning yourself to understand and hear the voice of Jesus to where you can be counted amongst the sheep. And, you know, I think you said it earlier, the altar of incense is the closest to the Holy of Holies, Mm -hmm. which only a select few could actually get into at this time. Mm -hmm. But we don't have those same physical limitations, but it's a spiritual thing. But I would venture to say that it's still hard spiritually to get into the Holy of Holies because it requires you to die. Yes. Yes. And so I wrote here, this this really stuck out to me as we were putting these these notes together. The the golden altar of incense is a divine introduction. Because this is where you get to come to the place where you're literally saying, "Lord, I'm letting go." of my expectations. Mm -hmm. I'm letting go of my qualifications. I'm letting go of any requirements or prerequisites at this time. I lay it all down to take up what you have for me. This is the first introduction Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's a divine one. And, and so you said it a second ago and, but literally Matthew chapter six, right? I wanted to say this really quick. Mm -hmm. We lay down our will in order to seek his and Matthew six verse 31 says, don't be anxious about anything, saying, what shall we eat, what, or what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day or yeah, sufficient for the day, for the day is its own trouble. Worry about today. I think that too many of us get to a place where we're literally so close to the Holy of Holies and we're like, Lord, I want to lay all this down. I'm tired of it. I don't want it anymore. And then the temptation to pick it back up mm-hmm. and walk out with us is too great. And like, well, nobody can live this way. Nobody can live completely under the will of God. Mm-hmm. Nobody can surrender to that point because there's, we have our practical side of our brain and then we have like the, the spiritual side where we're like, yeah, Jesus is Lord and Savior. But can it be, I have to practically help him out, mm-hmm. you know? And it was just, it was just kind of crazy. It's just talking about reaching that place of complete surrender. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I was getting this picture of, because for me, you know, whenever I felt like I was at this place, I was like, but how do I get past it? Like, what, Mm. what do I do? And I just got this picture. Have you ever like, um, let's say you are about to jump off the high dive or, you know, a cliff into water. Obviously you're not going to die or anything like that. You know, it's not like that, but you have to almost have a moment of complete recklessness. I just hit my mic. I was reckless. I think you do that at least once every day. (laughs) Probably. But a a complete moment of abandonment, you have to get there mentally to be able to step off. Mm. Is that what it is? Not something you can do 
But a mindset you have to be. I just like put a gun to my head. A mindset. Easy. <laughs> probably die to yourself. <laughs> um, but a mindset you have to get to. Yeah. A reckless abandonment kind of mindset to your own life, to your own will, to your own ways, to be able to take the jump yeah. into the Holy of Holies, into the presence of God, into the mm-hmm. glory that you hear about from certain people, but you're like, wow, am I ever going to experience mm-hmm. that? I wish I could experience that. That's what this is. Yeah, I, th- I think about Paul. I don't remember what letter it is off the top of my head where he literally talks about letting go of everything that he had but you know he says I let go of all of this just to gain Christ Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of times where I'm in like this crazy faith type mentality and then it literally goes oh wait but I gotta bring it back down to earth I gotta think more practically I gotta do I gotta you know put a list together and do all these things but you know the all the golden altar of incense like literally tells us that this is the place if you want to get beyond into the holy of holies to that place where i believe it's like when adam walked with god in the cool of the evening it has to come to a place of absolute death of your will mm-hmm. death to your flesh Paul literally says it in such graphic ways. I have to die daily mm-hmm. in order to reach the Holy of Holies. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's not just a one-time moment. Yeah. Anyways, I hope that everybody's just as convicted as we are. Oh. <laughs> but but anyway, I, I hope that I hope that you guys are kind of on this journey with us, and this is really resonating with you as it is with us. But Man, this is what a journey. What a journey. Next week, we're going to dive into the Holy of Holies. We're going to move beyond the truth mm-hmm. curtain and understand the, the life. life. But we love you guys. We're thankful that you're continuing mm-hmm. on this journey with us. Uh, reach out to us if you need anything or uh, like our stuff, share it, do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you here next time. Same time, same place. We'll see you then. We'll see you later. Bye.